What is going on, Mets fans? A couple of Mets episode five here. Ian Bosniak joined alongside my co-host, Robert Venegas. Robbie, what's going on, man? We got the Subway Series tonight. Trevor May just with a big strikeout of Anthony Rizzo. What's up, brother? How we doing, man? Everything's good. You know, the dog days of August, as they like to say. Shit, man. It really is. It really <laughs> is like the dog days of summer. You know, like it's uh, of August. It's like. You know, the high of, you know, beating the Braves, you know, four yeah. out of five, four out of five at home and then doing the same thing with the Phillies and then going to Atlanta, losing three of four and then going to Philly and winning three of four. And now we're in the Bronx playing too. It's just uh, every game counts right now. It's great. Definitely. It's it's what we wanted to see as Met fans and that. So we uh, we rarely have seen over the last couple of years. So it's really awesome to see. Um, as we mentioned, the Mets and Yankees are playing uh, right now, but we're in about to hit the top of the eighth inning. So uh, obviously when you hear this shit, it, the game will be over. You'll know what has happened. So it doesn't really matter what we say. But before we get into it, uh, please remember, follow at Couple of Mets, both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, again, that's at Cup of Mets uh, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, yeah, Rob's doing a good job with the promotional stuff. Uh, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're I'm trying good, to. I'm good at posting, you know, the stories and the, <laughs> the the follow trains on Twitter, but you know, again, you're 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 more of the analytical beast, as I like to say, and you know, it's been a hell of a ride, man. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Episode five. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're 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 getting there. We're gonna try to push one more out here in August before we hop into September, and then obviously, the uh, the stakes are gonna be a little bit higher, but. Uh, you know, the, the Mets are entering the top of the eighth inning here with, uh, yeah, this is the first time we're, we're recording, uh, a, an episode where I can say leading off for the Mets is, uh, in the inning will be Brett Beatty. Uh, nice. Brett, Be Brett Beatty's a major leaguer and we'll, you know, touch upon that shortly, uh, followed by James McCann ugh, and, uh, <laughs> and Brandon Nimmo here in the top of the eighth inning as the Mets look to come back. Um, you know, they trail the Yankees four to two, they cut it to three to two on a Vogie two run shot. Um, but, uh, you know, Scherzer just exited there here in the, with two outs in the sixth, couldn't get that final out. Yeah. Uh, no, listen, you know, Scherzer, Scherzer has been, you know, Scherzer has been Scherzer. He's been, uh, he's actually, I actually watched a segment on MLB now and apparently according to MLB, the MLB channel or whatever, he, uh, he's, uh, his, he's lived up to his contract. You know, and and again, that's what the Mets have needed. They needed that big bopper along with Degrom, but he, you know, even when he doesn't have it, we're only losing by two. And, and there they are. Say Don Mets this year, so so you know, I'm I'm gonna keep watching to the last out. No doubt, no doubt. It's so funny. I'm like, I have I have my one for some reason. Like the internet right now is is uh, it's pretty trash uh, here in my apartment. So I'm Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, uh, out here and out here in in Brooklyn. So it's like. I'm literally connected on this computer that I'm recording. Uh, I'm connected to my phone's hotspot, but then my other laptop that I'm using for stats and kind of like our like little rundown here that we try to touch upon is all running on the Wi-Fi. And then I have my phone here that is mm -hmm. uh, the hotspot, but I'm also watching the game on the, my phone. So it's a little, I'm like all over the place. So um, yeah. I, obviously we're not posting this whole video anywhere. So you're not going to see me look down, look over, look you know forward, but but yeah, so I mean, listen. Uh, right now, the Mets trail four to two here in the eighth. Rob, what do you see from uh, Max Scherzer tonight? He he, uh, you know, he, he wasn't his greatest. I mean, again, yeah, he got beat up a little bit, but you know, he left the ball in the ballpark except for one. You know, but again, Mets uh, Mets have kept them in the game in general, and uh, you know, if it wasn't if it, again, he's been he's been perfect, like Bogey says. But if Lindor didn't throw that ball away, yeah, uh, to start the seventh, it'd still be three to two right now. But Brett Beatty just walked to start the top of the eighth and beautiful you know, the time run at the plate. So again, it's you know, it, I know it's James McCann, it's not ideal, but or oh Tyler Naquin actually. Never mind. Yeah. 
that's a good move by uh, that's a good move by Buck. Great. I'm I'm uh, I'm still three and one on Beatty, so uh, I'm I'm okay. a little I'm a little I'm a little behind. <laughs> I'm I'm a little in the past. Yeah, yeah. To me, tonight Scherzer. Um, he you know listen. Everybody has their games. He just didn't have yeah. his greatest stuff. Uh, he only struck out three. Obviously, you don't gauge a player's performance just solely on their strikeouts, but normally you see more swing and misses from him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he was getting swing and misses on a slider, especially to the right-handed hitters like like a judge, uh, right? Like I was gonna say real quick, Boz, before you continue, uh, he still yeah. went, he still went, you know, into the seventh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, versus, yeah, he gave up four runs, but it's a quality start at the end of the day. Especially after the last two series, we we yeah. need we need our starters to go into the seventh inning. Definitely. Um, but yeah, you know, I just not the the most crisp, but you know, hopefully, hopefully the bats can kind of pick him up here and at least tie the game so he doesn't you know wind up with a loss. Um, you know, I, as I said, his sliders were working, you know, primarily against, you know, uh, the likes of, you know, Aaron judge and, uh, Trevino and, you know, Josh Donaldson, even LeMayu a little bit. Um, but listen, it's, it's one start, you know, it's only, it's, it's his 18th of the year. He's just getting we're the good. reps in. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're 35 <laughs> over. We're, we're straight. We're straight. Um, you know, I, I really do want to, at least a split here though, if we, if we don't win tonight, um, you know, I I'll think. I think that that's definitely important because I mean, uh, what the Atlanta's up on Pittsburgh right now, two to one. Yeah, um, exactly. Not the scoreboard watch, but you know we're getting there around that time, and yeah, and, uh, they're playing Pittsburgh. So I think I know I know for a fact that after we play the Yankees, our schedule is going to be really really easy. So aside from the Dodgers after the Rockies, true, very true. Very yeah, true. I'm yeah, saying yeah. more towards September. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know September is definitely in our favor. Yeah. Uh, what's going on right now? Because it's zero and two. Naquin, um, this is on MLB Game Day now. No, yeah, you're caught up. Who's Marinaccio? He's, he's part of the Yankee fan. Ron Marinaccio. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a good pitcher. He's got a one seven six ERA. He's good. He's a good pitcher. Uh, also, I not only matchup though, Naquin in the short porch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a he, he, looked, he, like, like he, he had a miserable. Bad, but like, he looks ugly up there. I was I was just gonna say that, dude. He's he's his fat that he's swinging right through the fastballs. He's not even close on some of the fastballs. Uh, I hope he makes me eat eat my word there, and you know, you can you can narrate because I'm fucking I'm way behind, <laughs> I'm way behind here. Um, but yeah, no, oh, Naquin, the count here. Naquin, Naquin looked awful in the, in the, in the Atlanta and the, in the Philly series. Uh, he struck out like an eight consecutive, uh, plate appearances at one point. Um, but you know, sometimes you go through those stretches, Javi Baez went through one last year. So, yeah. um, but, they, they literally, I mean, the way the Mets are playing right now, like not just like the month of August, it's, it's really what they say it is the dog days of August, you know, again, they've been playing their asses off April through July and. And I guess, you know, they're coming up on a little bump on the road, but it's not even like they're playing uh, sub 500 ball. You know, they're still, they're still they're, they're, you know, like you said, they took three out of four in Philly, which made up for the only taking one in Atlanta. Yeah. Nicklin struck out, but. You know, I don't, what was it on? What was it on? I'm not worried. I'm what do you throw? What do you throw? A change up. Change up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He just looks a little off right now. And I think that's why we've been seeing Canna more. Uh, and obviously Canna's that's been reaping rewards for the Mets. Marky has been, um, Marky has been, uh, the food he's been playing great. Um, you see the backflip? The what? Oh my gosh, dude. He threw it. And then he had his hands up like it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, he threw it. He threw it out of the, out of the view of the camera. Yeah. No, no. It's, you know, he was, he's a great signing there. Like, yeah. I don't know, just professional. He's professional, bro. Like I, he's embraced New York. He's you know, oh, yeah. even when even when we got Naquin in the beginning, and he's like taking like he's he's had that off day against righties. Now he's coming up big, man. He said that was his signature in that moment. So yeah, it's good to hear, man. They love him. We love him. And yeah, again, great great sign. Shout uh, out Billy App and Sandy and Stevie Cohen. Oh uh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, you know, I mean, listen, as 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 we as I noted, uh, you know the. The Braves are uh, the Braves are winning, um, yeah, and two one, and the uh, and the Phillies are up three one currently on um, Cincinnati. Uh, so that that would pull the um, that would pull the 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 Mets lead to three games in the National League East if they can't come back and win. I have a feeling they're going to come back and win though, so we don't even have to worry about that necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but that would also pull uh, the Phillies to eleven games within the Mets. Uh, scary, yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah, so, so looking over at, uh, you know, the, the Philly series, um, as I noted, the Mets, 
as we noted, the Mets took three out of four from the Phillies. Um, it was a very good, um, it was a very good series, especially the finale. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. it really sucks, man. I, I think you and I were both in the same situation um, and it sucks. So uh, Rob got to listen to the game in real time uh, as he was driving back from Massachusetts. I, yeah. um, I just didn't watch the game. <laughs> I just didn't watch the game and it, and it wasn't on purpose. Uh, I, I had a, had a few things that I was doing, but uh, we missed an absolute thriller. The Mets came out on top 10 to nine uh, on the heels of two Mark Canna home runs. Uh, Rob, what would you hear that you like? Uh, what did, what did you, what did you hear Dude, that you liked? I think that was, I think that was the best part of the, the whole drive back was that, you know, hearing Howie Rose be like, Hey, you know, wherever these 2022 Mets end up, you know, it's been a special season, which it really has been, you know, yeah. I'm listening and McNeil rips a double. You hear the crack of the bat too on the radio, which is the best part. I hear McNeil, that crack of the bat, lot, you know, he hits that, he goes in for a double and then Kana off the bat too. You just heard it. And and the best part was it was off of Robertson. You know, Robertson was a name that we wanted on the Mets. Um, in my opinion, the Phillies have, the Phillies are a mess, bro. Like as good as they are offensively, they're just a freaking hot mess, man. They can't play defense. They're just dysfunctional when it comes to managing their bullpen and yep. managing their pitchers. Um, you know, again, the Mets just find a way to win. And shout out Keith McFar- McFarlane. What is his name? McPherson? Excuse me. Keith McPherson. He always says uh, the make it happen Mets. And, and well, what do you call him? What do you call him? McFarson. <laughs> Keith McFarson. Yeah. I know. My bad. <laughs> I, I'm going to be you honest. Tag him. Tag him. Definitely tag him now. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's so funny keep keep mcpharson yeah yeah uh yeah he's a good one he's on lb network yeah um yeah listen it, it was it was a it was an absolutely phenomenal game um you know and i i know exactly what you're talking about i mean it's it's a blessing that we get to listen to gary cohen ron darling and keith hernandez every day but shit if you're in the car all the time when the Mets are when the Mets are on the road and uh, or you're on the road and you have to listen to Howie Rose and Wayne Randazzo, I mean it's really a toss up. I, honestly, yeah. they're 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 two incredible booths. Especially the other weekend, we both noted we were in the same situation. We were driving and uh, Terry Collins was on the was on the oh, radio. Oh, yeah, that was the best with Wayne. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wayne Randazzo can can be a play by play by himself. I mean, elsewhere. I mean, Does obviously. He do, um, Apple TV or is that Josh Lewin? Uh, I think he does do Apple TV. I think he does do Apple TV. No, he does. He does. Yeah. And then he also fills in for Gary Cohen when he's off yeah. as well. You know, so no, he's yeah. We have the best of the best, bro. That we do. That we do. Um, but you know, obviously there were there were three more games in the series. The Mets took three out of four. Uh, we just want to touch upon yesterday. I mean, uh, as as you know, we noted Mark Canna two heroic home runs. Jeff McNeil with three hits. Marte with three hits. Bogey with two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, Nimmo with a home run. There were a few bright spots here. Uh, the Mets called up Jose Budo uh, from uh, from from minors, and his first inning he looked absolutely awful, like at like completely destined. Yeah, destined for a Thomas Sapucky start. Like no yeah. fucking no question. Like he was just going to implode. Yeah. Uh, he re- he rebounded pretty nicely. Um, what 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 do you think of him? No, nah, listen. I mean, you know, we saw all of his pitches. And that's, that's one thing uh, that I considered like looking into his start. It's like, you know, I really heard a lot about his changeup and mm-hmm. he did use it. He realized that he was leaving it out on the plate, like to start like the first, second inning, he was leaving it really literally right down the middle. Yep. You know, if the home run would like would bomb, he, bomb, you know, it was right down the middle that changeup. But again, uh, he used his curveball when he was struggling. I mean, he throws gas. I ain't gonna hold you. When his first major league strikeout got stopped on 97, 97, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even Bomb's second home run. That wasn't a bad pitch. It's just Bomb's that good of a hitter that he got the barrel out in front and just hit it down the line. You yeah. know what I mean? And again, Citizens Bank Park is a hitter's ballpark. Yeah. But when I when I tell you that shows testament to the manager for for believing in a guy like Budo, Buddy, whatever the fuck his name is. Budo, Jose, <laughs> Jose Budo. Yeah, like he, he, no matter if he gave up seven runs or not, he stuck with it. Nate, shout out Nate Fisher too, man. I mean, I, sh- I wish I was tweeting this the whole time, but Nate Fisher, man, coming from a bank to Seattle. To Unreal, Mets, man. What a story. innings pitched, one hit, uh-huh. and, and picked the guy off, uh, got a major league strikeout in there. 
Yep. He kept us in the game, bro. And again, like I said, the never say die Mets. We wouldn't have lost. We wouldn't have won. We wouldn't have won. No, exactly. And dude, yo, perfect point too. I'm listening to SMY, the radio, whatever this morning, and they're saying that you know the way that Buck managed that game, it could have been like that type of game where you throw the white flag, you know, where you punt it. Okay, it's not our day. Yeah, Darren Ruff you coming know, in in relief. York, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> bro, these even through the rain delay, boss. Through the rain delay, bro. They came back. I'm driving. I'm in Connecticut when Connor hit the first one. I'm like, let's go. I'm in traffic. People looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was, and then you know, again, like I said, man, just a lot of memories. I watched the first half highlights today. Like it's just, it's just been a memorable year. It really has. Hopefully, and uh, I think we're all. I think we're. I think yeah. I think we're all praying that it continues, and I think. I think, uh, you know, uh, thankfully we have Buckshaw Walter leading the show and we have a group of veteran guys that put their head down and, and, and go to work every day. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, Jose Buto was, uh, I mean, he, he really kind of settled in there after the first inning. I mean, it wasn't smooth sailing at all, but uh, he was able to, uh, you know, give the Mets uh, close to close to 100 pitches. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and, and that was phenomenal and four and, and four innings, obviously we wanted more out of them given the, the, I think, I think the, he threw one Oh seven. Yeah. Did he throw a hundred and seven? No, but yo, you know who he looks like? No, nah, I, I, I said this. I was if watching they're, if they're, if they're 98 who? Okay. Okay. But still, you know who he looks like? Jose Barrios. No, that's a good comp. Actually, when I was, I only, I, again, I only watched like you know, certain, uh, clips yeah. and certain replays, but I was trying to figure out who he reminded me of. That's definitely someone. Another person that I thought of, uh, a tiny bit in like a certain way was Jose Fernandez. No. Yeah. Cause the chin strap. Yeah. 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 The motions. Yeah. Yeah. Rest, yeah. rest, in, oh, rest man, in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. But, uh, but yeah, yeah no, yeah, not right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah but i mean listen he he as you said he, he was throwing gas he, he averaged yeah. he averaged uh he threw 50 uh, 50 fastballs yesterday and he uh averaged 94.8 miles per hour on, on the pitch um no, good, man. And, you know, and it wasn't like a typical quadruple a met start where like he gives up four runs in the first inning and he can't get out of the second inning like this man this man sacked up he fucking bared down he threw up a zero when he needed to yep you know, again, the Mets they kept them, them kept them in the game. I mean, no, I mean, he threw like four. That next man up mentality, bro. That's been a theme this year too. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's 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 really been awesome. It appeared yesterday that I mean, as you said, his changeup took a really really good pitch. Uh, with that said, his changeup did get hit yesterday, um, yeah. big time. Uh, but his curveball is probably his most effective pitch. Um, he had pretty good spin on it as well, and uh, it produced like nearly a third, uh, like thirty three point three percent of a, a whiff percentage. So, really? yeah, you know, I, when when looking at it, listen, he's got effective stuff, um, and thankfully now he's back over in Syracuse working on his craft and you know getting ready for you know whatever's to come. But, um, but when you look at the Mets depth right now, obviously they don't have a ton. So it's nice to know that, uh, you know, we can put Buto back and back in the minors. And, you know, we know that he's been here on the stage. He's thrown four major league innings. And, and we know that, um, did Albert pools hit another one tonight? He might've, he's the machine. That's why, yeah. that's why they, well, that's why they just, I mean, you probably saw it a minute ago, but I just saw that they showed the most home runs. Pretty sure he was at 692 yesterday. I may wow. be wrong. I might be wrong. Um, but yeah, Buda looked good. And then Nate Fisher, man. Nate, Nate Fisher was awesome. You touched upon a story. I ended up, uh, you know, pulling up his LinkedIn, you know, because I saw that his LinkedIn was like player in the Seattle Mariners organization, followed by working at a, you know, a, a, a financial bank in, in wherever he was and then uh player for the New York Mets. So what a story. And obviously, you know, both Buto and Fisher are uh, back down in the minors, um, you know, but um, it was nice to see Trevor May got the victory. He went to two and O and Edwin Diaz to the surprise of many did give up one run. No. Yeah. His scoreless streak uh, unfortunately ended at 21 innings, but you know, again, I heard on the radio that he was getting hit around a little bit. First two batters, he gave up a single, and then apparently Bryson Stott hit one to the warning track. But you know, yeah. that's what Edwin Diaz has been able to do this year is that you know, even when the going gets tough, where he has a, the win, the tying run on third, the tying run on second, the winning run on second, he's been able to get it done. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, he was able to pick up save number 28 
um, you know, save number, I believe 201 or 202 for him, but, um, you know, his ERA is up to 146, big, big whoop, big whoop, you know? Um, but, uh, good that Trevor May is, is back. He, he, you know, he did give up a run yesterday and he hasn't, and he has been struggling, Mm -hmm. but it's still good for us to have the arms because, uh, unfortunately recently we, we, we haven't had the arms, but, um, you know, looking to looking at this past Saturday, we're just going to recap a little bit quickly, touch upon a few things. Um, the Mets had a double dipper, right? Um, two against the Phillies in, uh, Philadelphia, they were able to come away with the win in game number one, eight to two. Uh, they lost game two to the Phillies four to one with that said, the game started whereby Trevor Williams and David Peterson, respectively, Rob, how much admiration do you have for these two gentlemen? Um, what an impact they are making on the team this year, even though Peterson suffered the loss, like shit, what, what an impact they're making, man. Without them, I don't know where the Mets would be. No, that's a great point, Bob. You know, again, I, I was going to say, you know, Trevor Williams to come in and not know if you're going to be pitching. You know, his long relief role is hard. I mean, I can only imagine an MLB, but just in general, it's, it's, a very, it's very hard to adapt, in my opinion. Like, one day you could start, another day you could throw three innings out the pen. Another the day preparation is completely different. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think the best part was we've seen Trevor, Trevor throw – you know, 80, how many pitches? 70 something, 80 something. And he, he went four or five innings. Um, yeah. You know, again, four he's, innings. He's, been, he's, he's been, okay. Yeah. He's been superb, you know, pretty much all year. And this is a guy that we got last year with, you know, me as, as a fan, you know, obviously Javi Baez is that sexy name, but then you, you include a guy like Trevor Williams. You're like, who is that? He's you know throwing. I mean? And yeah, and exactly, man. I mean, he, like I said, he's been like the, what's the word, the unsung hero, honestly, because, you know, he, whenever somebody goes down, again, next man up mentality, he's, uh, he's been that guy. And even with Peterson, you know, I can't, I can't hesitate, or I can't even not show him love because he's been the same type of pitcher, you know, whether it's out the bullpen, I know he struggles out the bullpen, but, you know, again, with the spot starts and the 27th man starts and, the, and even when uh, Scherzer went down, he fucking filled right in. Yeah, I, I was just counting. Uh, yeah, so Trevor Williams has not allowed a run in his last 24 innings. Um, so that just goes to show you. Uh, I mean, That's he, pretty fucking good. <laughs> as, as, as you said, he was acquired in the Javi Baez trade last year. He has had one really, really solid season um, back with Pittsburgh in uh, 2018. He, uh, he had a 14 and 10 record, 311 ERA and 31 starts. Uh, struck out 126 over 170 innings, but it's funny. I mean, obviously he's only thrown uh, 69 and two thirds innings this year. So the sample size isn't as large, but he's struck out 61 batters and, and, and uh, you know, in 69 and two thirds innings, um, you know, he is, he is striking out, uh, I believe 7.8 uh, batters per game. So, I mean, he's, he's producing more swing and misses and, and he's pitching, and he's pitching better. I mean, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you, when you look at a, a basketball player and when you, when you look at the stat sheet and you see that the guy accumulated, accumulated like 10 points, 10 rebounds, you know, eight assists, yeah. three blocks, like they just fill, fill up the stat sheet. Trevor Williams. I mean, if you look at his, if you look at his figures this year in 69 and two thirds innings, he's uh, appeared in 23 games total, nine of them being starts. He's thrown a 284 ERA. He's two and five and he has one save. Yeah. You know, uh, and he's got one save. He's got a hold. Uh, he's been, <laughs> he's been, he, he's been, he's been really good this year. And uh, as I said, the Mets not sure where they would be without him. And then listen, uh, David Peterson is making me feel really confident about him potentially having a uh, role in the uh, starting rotation next year. Um, yeah, what, were, what, were, what were your thoughts on his performance? Uh, you know, this past weekend. Well, you know, if the Mets didn't really come out, not okay, not for nothing, but if they really didn't come out flat that game, I, I think I think we had a good chance to take that uh, doubleheader sweep. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, I've, I've raved it. I've raved about it in the past. I'll rave about it now. David Peterson has really mastered his best pitch, which, which is a slider. Yep. Um, you know, the back foot slider to righties, um, you know, the away sliders to lefties.
Yeah. 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 No, no doubt. No doubt. He's, uh, he was really, really good. Uh, and, and he's been really, really good this season. Uh, not as sharp as this past Saturday, uh, as you alluded to, um, you know, you went four and two thirds of an inning, uh, struck out six, uh, you know, over, over that, over that a lot of time period, uh, allowing eight hits, but, uh, he's really matured. And as you said, he's mastered that slider and especially to the right hand of hitters. I mean, there, there's really no advantage for the right handers against him. There's no really, Hey, I'm going to chop up the lineup and switch it righty lefty. He can throw yeah. effectively to both right-handed and left-handed, uh, hitters. So, um, so funny seeing that that replay from 2020 of Pete Alonso walking off the game. It's like there's no fans in the stands. It feels like that was such an odd time. That really was. That was that was such a weird time. Um, but no, but but no, David Peterson's been great this year. Uh, he's started 15 games, six and three, 344 ERA. As we said, not as sharp as this past weekend, but he's got 97 strikeouts in 83rd and 83 and two thirds of an inning. Um, he also was very effective in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in like a short period of time? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when you look at next year, obviously there's question marks as to what's happening with, you know, Jacob deGrom, knock on wood. Uh, what's going to happen with uh, Taiwan Walker? I don't really care. Uh, but what is going to happen with Taiwan Walker? Like, David Peterson's a great solution, and and he really just shows. Unfortunately, he keeps on going back to AAA. It must suck for him, knowing that he's very capable of being on a major league squad. But I guess that's what happens when you're on a winning team, you know. And yeah. um, you know that that's definitely what it is. And you know, not it wasn't only the pitching this past weekend, but the offense was incredible, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yeah, you know they uh, they they put up ten runs um, on, uh, on, on Sunday, they only scored, uh, they only scored one run in their loss on the second leg of the double header, but they uh, scored eight runs and seven runs res- respectively in the first game of the double header on Friday night, seven runs. Uh, what do you see from the, uh, you know, from the boys, uh, over the weekend? I think just, uh, you know, again, I think just the theme of this year, which is on offense, at least, which is, you know, just keep the line moving, working counts, you know, again, Mar- one, two, three, four. Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo. Uh, they're definitely up there in terms of the best first four in the lineup. Um, again, you know, Nimmo has been kind of struggling a little bit in terms of strikeouts, but like even like a guy like Vogelbach backing up Alonzo, he's, he's been hitting against righties. You know, everybody contributes. And mm-hmm. again, you know, Mark Tana from even from the series in Atlanta, he's been hitting the ball great. Um, I like I like him in left a lot. I think he should be the everyday left fielder in, in respect to Tyler Naquin. I know we got him to face righties, but Mark Hanna has really lived up to his contract, even though he's only had 10 home runs. Um, you know, again, he's hitting for average. He, he, he gets big hits, RBI hits, and he's a good, like, 6-7-8 guy, you know. And, and, again, the Mets aren't done adding in terms of offense. I feel like after this year, they'll, they'll just keep adding to the oh, offense yeah. and have a very deep lineup for years to come. Without a doubt. And I mean, that's, that's the whole point of having the deep pockets that Steve Cohen has, but, um, you know, there, there was so much to like over the weekend from, um, you know, Brandon Nimmo to, uh, Starling Marte to, uh, Francisco Lindor to the squirrel, Jeff McNeil. Uh, it really, it really seems like he's back. He, he got his average all the way up. Um, he actually raised his, uh, he actually raised his batting average between, uh, the end of the series with Atlanta in Atlanta to the end of the Philly series in that four game stretch, stretch. He, he raised his batting average, uh, uh, by 0.06 points. So, um, you know, it's by, uh, by six points, fuck it. I'm just going to say by six points. Um, but, uh, he looks like the old Jeff McNeil, just spraying the ball all, all over the field, slapping the ball, um, yeah. You know, even even when he's pulling the ball now, he's ripping them down the line. Um, you know, he's keeping his hands in there nicely against the inside pitches and and really, you know, coming away with the ball. And he looks great. Francisco looks great. He's up to 84 ribbies on the season. Uh, he's got the Mets all-time single season shortstop RBI record. That's amazing. Um, he's two home runs away from the all-time Mets shortstop home run record that Edgerable Cabrera holds as well. Um, so, you know, yeah, yeah. Lindor's Lindor setting some milestones this year. Uh, as you said, Brandon Nimmo, you know, he's looking a little bit better. Uh, he's had a few really, really good games. Mark Canna was tremendous. So 
Uh, three or four from the Phillies, really, really great. Uh, they did lose three or four to Atlanta prior. We're not going to harp on the losses as much because, you know, listen, the Braves are the defending world champions. We won four out of five at home. We go to their ballpark. Yeah, we all wanted to, you know, at least split. That's what we were hoping for because we went in five and a half games up and then we ended up uh, t- losing three out of four. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you see out of the Atlanta series? Um, you know, obviously the big story was Brett Beatty made his major league debut, but what do you see out of the Atlanta series? Um, you know, we know that they're not going to go down without a fight, but hey, that sucked. Yeah. That series sucked. Well, you know, again, I mean, the first two games when you lose your, your two starting pitchers at the start of the game, that's going to hurt, obviously. You know, we had to we had to rely on a lot of rookies, a lot of guys making major league debuts. And, um, you know, I felt bad because it got to a point where you're just like watching this, the same pitcher getting shelled and Buck has no choice to just leave him in there because we don't really have anybody else in terms of, um, you know, guys that haven't pitched uh, in the last few games, you know what I mean? And like, you know, shout out RJ Alvarez. He toughed it out. Um, (laughs) again, I hope cookies. All right. I know, I know they said the timetable. I'm not sure exactly when three, four weeks. Yeah. Which isn't terrible, you know, but, and, and then even like Tyron Walker, he's having a good year overall again, um, with the back spasms, uh, kind of hurts. I know he's starting tomorrow, which is, which is a good sign, but you know, again, uh, tough series. Atlanta came to play. They they protected they protected the house, and all you could do is tip your cap at that point because you know they they were just the better team and they had the better uh, the baseball gods were on their side at that point. Yep, yep. Uh, you know the Mets weren't as lucky as uh, Spencer Strider likes to uh, point out. <laughs> um, unfortunately, exactly in the complete opposite fashion of lucky. Uh, the Mets lost two key figures uh, of their rotation. Carlos Carrasco, as you mentioned, losing Cookie. He's out three to four weeks with an oblique strain. It's literally the year of the fucking sides and the obliques. And it's really just every year. There's just one little nagging injury. There's that just like plagues everybody. It's like, it's like, it's contagious. It's everybody's getting oblique strains, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're all rubbing obliques in the locker room or some shit, but everybody's just getting it and it, and it blows. Um, but as you said, losing cookies sucks. It's a big blow to the rotation. Uh, Trevor Williams, uh, I assume, uh, no, David Peterson will probably be the one that that'll assume that roster spot, even though he got sent back to Syracuse. I feel like David Peterson will be the one that that'll assume that roster spot, but who knows? And maybe Trevor Williams, I'm not yeah. sure if anything's been announced, but as you said, shout out to a guy like RJ Alvarez, you know, he really ate it when he didn't have it. Uh, same with a guy like Adonis Medina, oh, Adonis Medina got shelled in the 13 to one loss. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, you I, know, and- yeah, I did, I did remember that now. Yeah, listen, and he was really having a good season, um, you know, surprisingly in his short workload. Uh, but they, that's what happens some games. Even in the best of seasons, you kind of get shelled sometimes. As I mentioned before, Darren Ruff, you know, two innings. Can you give me a scouting report on Darren Ruff? Do you even remember? Uh, he topped out at like in the 60s and wow. he's done like 14 pitches and two, and he got two scoreless innings. So, do you ever think about, do you ever think about, um, like Rob, if, if they just brought you in and say, Hey dude, you're going to play today, right? <laughs> like you just being, you know, not having played college ball in years like you did. Right. And all of a sudden yeah. they're like, are right, you're so Darren Ruff is throwing 60 miles per hour, 60 something miles per hour. Yeah. And, and he produced two scoreless innings. Okay. So with that said, do you ever think about if someone just said, Hey dude, you just want to throw in today's game, you could literally have uh have like a, a baseball reference you could probably nah, nah, nah. you, you could probably you know toss two or three innings you may get shelled right darren <laughs> darren ruff is probably lucky but <laughs> but i i, nah, I the thing with the thing with darren ruff was that he located when he needed to uh the braves for some reason couldn't time him up uh couldn't wait on their pitch to be honest i think at that point if somebody's still on that slow you just got to wait on one you know you don't want to swing at the first one um I mean, you know, again, <laughs> I think the best part was that, like, he threw 14 pitches, you know, and then the next day, Buck Showalter was, like, rubbing his arm, like, massaging it a little bit, like, yeah. and shit. That's the best part, too, you know, 
I understand Mets Twitter gets a little butthurt when we lose a couple games in a row. They do. But, but it's all, it's all, you know, again, it's all calm vibes, you know, calm, cool, collected. The worst thing you could do is, is like panic, hit that panic button as, as a manager and as a player, you know, you, especially as a manager, you got to keep your cool. If you're showing that you're panicking, obviously your players are going to be on edge the whole time. But again, you know, even, even when we got blown out 13 to one, the next day they come back, they get it, they get a W and, and Buck Walters having the guys loose and they play hard every game, man. Well, well, the next day, well, the next day, we actually, lost, right? yeah, the next day we actually still, lost and, and we listen, lost. It was and we lost. It's better than the sweep. Yeah. Yeah. And thankfully we didn't lose Taiwan Walker for as long as we're losing Carlos Carrasco. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan Walker had some back spasms, lasted two shutout innings, did walk two batters. You knew that something was off. Um, but uh, he actually will get the start tomorrow night against the Yankees. They're pushing Jacob DeGrom back um, to uh, open up the Colorado series. Uh, RJ Alvarez played a part in that, gave up three runs um, over two and one thirds of an inning. Uh, RJ Alvarez hadn't pitched in a major league game um, since uh, 2015 with the Oakland athletics when he made 21 appearances, that was a good year in Mets land. Um, but RJ Alvarez back to the minor leagues after that, thankfully Taiwan's not hurt long-term, uh, as we, as I said before, he will, um, pitch tomorrow night. Um, and they did lose five, nothing there. And Hey, the next day the Mets came out, they had a new uh, they they had a new addition to the team. Uh, Brett Beatty joined the uh, Brett Beatty joined the uh, the big league ball club. Hit a home run in his first at bat. What were your emotions watching that, Rob? How fucking incredible was that? Oh, well, you know it's it's very rare to uh, have you know your first major league at bat be a called the Mike Jacobs. Oh uh, yeah 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 shades of Mike Jacobs. But uh, I think you know on a personal note. Uh, Bet 50 bucks on his home run prop. <laughs> I won. But no, I mean, you know. What was he, like plus si- plus 600 or nah, something? Nah, dude, like it started, yo, it was, bro, I went with it. I went with the crowd. It was plus 600 to start the day. And then it, when I, during, around game time, I got to plus 440. Um, you know, I got a nice little 100 bucks, whatever. But still, it's good to see. He's got a nice swing. He's got a good eye. Um, again, he, he I, don't, I don't think he'll, again, when Guillermo and Escobar come back, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but. Again, I could see him being on the roster uh, if it's not in September and and to end the season into the playoffs, it'll be next year. He'll be the starting third baseman next year. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like when Conforto came up in 2015, right? Just a, yeah. a, a like a younger guy that was, Bob, yeah. yeah, that kind of accelerated his his path to the major leagues, um, and and got the call we needed to, especially with a good team. That home run was beautiful. Um, you know, that game as well, Max Scherzer, uh, you know, uh, ended up with his ninth one of the season, striking out eight over six and a third. Um, he had another good start. Uh, that was really the, the, the bright, the bright part of the, of, of that series. As we mentioned, the Mets lost three to one, uh, three out of four at Truist Park in Atlanta. Um, but again, they, they did come away with, despite losing two starting pitchers, they did come away with, you know, at least getting out of Atlanta with one victory and, you know, they have a new young face and Brett Beatty uh, and they have another great memory to go along with this magical season that they've been on so far. So um, with that home run and and we'll touch upon maybe some comparisons that we see in Brett Beatty, his swing, um, maybe where we see him on the field long-term. But, you know, the fact that Brett Beatty's up and he's 22 years old makes, and it kind of just makes you wonder if, another individual is on his way. I mean, you mentioned it before. Escobar will be returning. Giorme will be returning, right? But Brett Beatty, he may go down or he may stick with the club. He's after tonight's game, which the game has concluded. They did lose 4-2 to to the Yankees, uh, unfortunately losing the first game here of the two-game Subway Series. Uh, But in 24 at-bats thus far, Beatty only has three hits. He has produced four ribbies. Uh, a home run so far, but he is batting a buck 25. But it does beg the question. Beatty has made some sort of an, some sort of an impact, right? With the Mets, he's had a, cu- a few clutch hits. Is it time for Francisco Alvarez to be called up, Rob? Uh, I mean, listen, you know, I, I don't, I don't think Alvarez is really tearing the cover off the ball in AAA, but um, the Mets catching production has been minimal this year. Uh, um, I think, I think that's being nice. Yeah, yeah, that is being nice, but 
I can see a guy like Alvarez giving an impact like Beatty did on day one. Um, but again, you know, these guys are really young. Um, we also got to realize they're, you know, Alvar- I know Alvarez is what, 21, 20, and, and Beatty's 22. Like they got a whole life ahead of them. And, and, you know, again, as much as we want to see them in the Met uniform and we want to see them produce and be a part of this World Series run, um, you know, again, I just think I just think they got to stick with the guys that they have, um, you know, again. And I would love Beatty to stay. I would love Beatty to learn off a guy like Escobar. You know, I know he's not trying to cover off the ball, but he's a great role model, a great MLB veteran. Um, and, again, I think McCann or Nato can be that for Alvarez, but it's hard to see the Mets carrying three catchers on the yeah. roster. On the big league roster, at least. Yeah. Even in September call-ups, you never know. But on the playoff roster, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to, I, the reason why I say this is is just because, like, listen, I, I want to give James McCann every opportunity he can get. He's a good guy. He enjoys being a Met. He's got a beautiful family. He catches a nice game. He calls a nice game. Pitchers enjoy throwing to him. Uh his OPS is 503. Pete Alonso's slugging percentage is greater than um, than James McCann's o, uh, OPS. So I don't I don't know how much longer we can continue with this type of uh, production behind the plate, despite everybody else hitting and, and producing within the lineup. It's hard to 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 see James McCann in this lineup any further, right? Uh, he's currently hitting a buck 81 after tonight and 116 at bats, two home runs. He's driven in only 13 runs. Um, I, I, I personally, it's hard for me to, it's really hard for me to, uh, you know, see, uh, looks like we lost Rob. Um, don't know where he went. Hopefully we can get him back here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> this is funny. Um, you know, we, we Tomas Nido is going to be back is basically what I'm trying to say here. Um, he's the individual that, uh, really can at least hit the ball a, a tiny bit. Um, right. And he was activated today from the injured list. He's hitting 224 on the season, uh, with 19 runs batted in. Yeah. And, and, and that's why, you know, it, it's, it's important. Um, I, again, I like James McCann and, and everything he kind of stands for as a ball player, but it's hard for me to have him on the roster. As you alluded to though, Francisco Alvarez is not t- tearing the cover off the ball in Syracuse. He's batting a buck 67, but we all know that the jump from double A to the major leagues isn't that, isn't that far. Right. So he was hitting 277 with 18 home runs in double A. So um, you know, maybe he's just ready. I don't know. Brett Beatty said he's the best hitter he's ever seen. Uh, even though Brett Beatty's only, yeah, but even though Brett Beatty's only 22 years old, but um, my, <laughs> my my bigger concern isn't so much him coming up and and with with his bat, but it's more so him and how the pitchers respond to having a 20 year old come up in the middle of the pennant race calling yeah. games. You know, um, I just it 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 really irks me to watch James McCann um, and. Thankfully, Tomas Nito's back and he's activated. Um, but I, I, a question that I want to ask you, and and you can you know, you can give me an honest answer here if you can. Uh, is Michael Perez a better hitter than James McCann? I mean, dude, Michael Perez he played well uh, with the Mets. I mean, again, when I haven't even heard of him, and we got him for cash, and you know, he's he's made the most of his opportunities. Um, you know, what stands out for me is he, he fits in well with, in terms of calling games and the defensive side, Yep. but yep. offense has been the struggle, uh, in terms of his game. Yep. Uh, he doesn't hit for average, but he has more home runs than McCann and Nitto combined. So, I mean, yeah. again, you know, I, I, I don't mind sticking him out there. He's better than Mazika and shout out Pat Mazika. I, I respect him. I like him a lot, but you know, again, Michael Perez has, has, has bought in to that next man up mentality. And, 
And, you know, he's fit right in. It's, I, f- I feel like he's been with the team forever, and it's only been like five, six games with the Mets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got 13 home runs over the past two years. Uh, hit seven home runs Mr. for the Pirates. Uh, no, no, no. Over the last two years. Over the last okay. two years. He had seven home runs last year for Pittsburgh. He had six this year before getting traded to the Mets. And as you mentioned, it was just for cash. We were talking on a few podcast episodes ago, uh, a few episodes of the podcast ago, <laughs> whatever. Um, uh, the Mets needed catching depth one way or the other with, with James McCann injured. And then Tomas Nito was, was getting a brunt of that plate appearances. And then Pat Masico was sparing him every other day. It was just tough to see. And you knew that they were going to go out and get some type of veteran. Uh, we were talking about maybe Kurt Suzuki or Jan Gomes and Michael Perez fits that bill. He's 30 years old, um, you know, has played exclusively uh, you know, he played for Tampa Bay for three years. So he did catch some good pitchers over there and played for a good uh, manager and Kevin cash, who was a catcher um, and then went to Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, is he better than James McCann hitting? Maybe not uh, overall, uh, you know, like slapping the ball around the field. Uh, but um, he's got a little bit more pop in him. He definitely does. And, uh, you know, as you said, the rosters will be expanding. So I'm not sure if uh, Michael Perez will, will be up here. Uh, he'll just continue to stay up here. I'm not really sure. But uh, rosters do expand um, next week. Uh, the other area of concern right now, we, we touched upon it, uh, the bullpen, right? So we touched upon catching. Catching has been a concern. We've known this. The bullpen. Um, what are you seeing right now from the bullpen? Um, what do you like? What don't you like? What do you think can be improved? Uh, like, like, what are you, what are your thoughts right now? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to the whole situation. We know that Edwin Diaz is great, but like, what, where are you at? I mean, it's kind of concerning in in terms of uh, you know health. Um, we've seen a lot of new guys pitch for the Mets in the last couple of games, but, you know, um, Trevor May needs to snap out of it, whatever funk he's in. Uh, we definitely need him. Uh, it's, it, and I feel bad because he's very, you know, not to say he's very committed, but like he's very, he, you could tell he loves being a Met. Yeah. Um, and, Sweet. And, Buck wants it, and Buck wants him, wants to give him the ball and high leverage situations, but he just hasn't performed. Um, Joely Rodriguez, we need to see him go back into that form where, where he struck out four guys against the Braves in two innings. And, and hopefully when Drew Smith comes back, he could, he could be a, a force like he was in the beginning of the year. But, but honestly, you know, again, Adovino and Diaz are probably the only two I trust. And Adovino has been up and down in -hmm. terms of, you know, giving up that home run, but he's been good too. I ain't gonna lie to you. He's just slow to the plate and it gives up that home run every now and then, but you yeah, know, it, it's concerning in terms of playoffs, but this is where having two good guys in the rotation, like Carrasco and Walker could really help you, you know, and come out of the pen in playoffs. Um, yeah. I could really see Walker doing that a lot, you know, not a lot, but you know, in terms of like, if the starter doesn't have it, you put a guy like Walker in and he'll eat up three, four or five innings. Yeah. You know, throwing his best. And again, I uh, can't forget about Mayamo. Um, yeah. I could see, I could see him being part of the playoff, uh, the playoff, not rotation, but in terms of bullpen help. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that like right now, as you said, Adovino and Diaz are the two that I trust, uh, without Avino, it's really either the home run or the stolen base. That's the problem. Uh, he's so slow to the fucking plate. It's actually mind boggling. Uh, but he does have a two twenty five ERA this year. Um, and he's really thrown the ball really well, uh, since just before the all-star break. So that's been nice. As you said, Trevor may in, in the second year of his contract, we need to see more. He just returned from the injured list. He's thrown in 16 games this season. Um, to the tune of a 689 ERA, his velocity is getting back up there, but we really need to see it. I think the key is getting a guy like Drew Smith back. And then also, um, a guy that I want to see back that I, I think we really needed over the weekend was somebody like Tommy Hunter, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. And he, he's had his, he's had his back problems this year. Um, but, but he's somebody that, that, that could be coming back soon. And another guy that is going to be joining the Mets bullpen soon is Mr. Tyler McGill. Uh, he's going to, uh, begin a rehab assignment soon. Um, so that's what, you know, that when, when you brought up the playoffs before and the way that you construct the bullpen and a rotation, Tyler McGill really stands out to me. And I think McGill and Walker would play a really, really big factor in that. Like you were saying. Yeah, you know, you forget about him because, you know, we haven't seen him since May or June or whenever it was. But I could see him being that guy that comes out of the pen, throws 100 with a nasty slider for an inning or two. Oh, yeah. dude, and can't forget about Seth Lugo either, man. 
Exactly. I mean, he's been up and down, but when he's on, he's on. And exactly what you just said, like, like he has the track record. I got to give it to him. Mikel Givens, you know, will, you know, has he shown up as a Met? Not necessarily. Um, but you can see his stuff is still there. He still has success. He still has it. He pitched great with Chicago with the Cubs before coming over. Um, and he still has it. And, and Buck knows how to use him. Hopefully he can just kind of snap out of that, whatever he's in and, and kind of, um, and kind of, you know, re- return to his form. But um, the bullpen is definitely my concern, especially in the playoffs. But as you mentioned, it's really, I think we should be really thankful that we have the rotation that we do and the type of depth that we will have with a guy like Tom Walker and a guy like Tyler McGill and even Cookie Carrasco coming out of the pen as well. Yeah. Um, you know, atop that rotation is Jacob deGrom, right? And Jacob deGrom has returned. Um, and, you know, it, it, if you haven't been living out underneath a rock, we touched upon it, uh, <laughs> you know, last time out. Uh, Jacob deGrom has been absolutely astounding, uh, thus far in his return first time pitching in over a year. Um, you know, he, he's made four starts thus far. He's two and one with a two thirty one ERA. He actually gave up three earned runs, uh, in his last start against the Braves, uh, took the, took the loss. Um, but, you know, but, uh, but what have you seen from deGrom so far that really has been wild to you? I mean, to me, I'd, I'll just say it, the biggest thing for me is he's got a he's got 37 fucking strikeouts on only one walk. How the fuck is that possible? No, I didn't know that, but I think I think what's wild is you know again I said it last time his velocity has stayed consistent. His uh, go-to strikeout pitch is is that slider, and he's he's been throwing it effectively for strikes, whether it's swinging or or locating, and you know. I'm not trying to shit on James McCann, but I, li- I really like when Tomas Nito catches the ground because I feel like that's when, like, the ground's in his true element, his form. You're, I don't know if you recall, but whether it was 2018, I want to say, when he won the first Cy Young, he really gave uh, his catcher, Devin Marrero, or whatever the fuck that guy's name was, a lot of credit. Or Devin Maserato. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I Yo, I was, I was about to Ducks guy. Yeah, I was about to bring that up before that we saw yeah. Devin Marrero over the weekend against the Braves. Yeah. Or or last uh, week against the Braves. Devin yeah. Marrero Devin Marrero straight no, from dude, you know what's funny actually? Um I coached with a guy who played who's playing for the Ducks right now and he said Devin Marrero is like a really cool guy. Like like very like well respected around the Long Island Ducks. And- I I bet. Imagine imagine just going from fucking Islip to to Atlanta to, to to Atlanta like oh dude dude you're you're actually your contract's being purchased and you're and you need to join the Mets in Atlanta yeah like what a trip what a trip but oh, I know uh, probably uh, a lot of emotions oh no doubt no doubt and and you know he he was decent insurance he was shit at the dish but whatever um, <laughs> but the reason why I was bringing up Jacob Degrom um that's so funny he said uh. It's Devin Mesoraco, dude. And then Devin Mesoraco retired out of nowhere. Um, but um, I just have a question.
How much are you willing to pay that man? <laughs> uh, like I said, you know, before I got cut off, uh, <laughs> 45 to 55 million a year. I feel like he's going to ask. He wants to be that highest paid player. What the position. Fuck? Yeah. So I, I think that's realistic in my eyes. That may be, high AAV. That may be the end for my dad. My dad, <laughs> my, my dad may pass out. My dad was a, a big, he's a big finance guy, big, like all oh, the world's about to, you know, financially collapse, this, that, whatever, <laughs> you know, he nearly had a heart attack when he saw the amount of money average AAV that, uh, you know, Scherzer was getting. So if DeGrom gets that, that's insane. Um, yeah. yeah. Listen, he is that good. He is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. You can see it already. He's got some of the nastiest stuff that the game has ever seen. Uh, I will pay him that much. There was a report that came out earlier uh, last week that uh, Sandy Alderson mentioned that Cohen is willing to send that payroll up to $325 million next year. That's absurd. Um, I would pay him above uh, Max Scherzer with that said, I want them on short-term deals, just like Scherzer. Give them, give them two years with an option of 45 million bucks. You know what I'm saying? So he'll give him $135 million over three years. He's the highest paid player average annual value in history boom done okay he gets to hit the free agent market again at 36 you know what i mean like like that that's what i would do but but um he's really absolutely just fucking tremendous and um it's obviously just always such a such such a pleasure to watch and i i i think that unfortunately he is 34 right but i think that it's one of these things that Obviously, you and I, as fans for forever, we've been wa- we've been watching the Mets forever. We can recognize greatness, but it's really one of these things that, like, he's a generational talent, and you know, fans need to soak everything in that they're watching because it's um, it really is uh, something. It's such a treat every fifth day. Yeah, you know, um, but uh, but yeah, listen, look looking ahead, uh, the Mets will uh, will come home. Uh, come home, they're already fucking home, but. Uh, they will uh, go to the better side of New York, to the better borough in Queens. Uh, they open up a series, a four-game series against the Rockies. Uh, it's looking like it'll be DeGrom. Uh, help me patch this together. DeGrom ba- Bassett. DeGrom. I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, De- I'm, not try- I'm not trying to look at my computer. They reached that again. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've had a couple of technical difficulties tonight, and you know, some of you may not know that because I will edit the living shit out of this. But uh, a few technical difficulties here. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, Rob. Obviously, the Mets are facing Instagram Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Bassett or undecided Friday. Okay. And then and then uh, no, nah, it doesn't say because again, you know, you got injuries with Cookie and. Walker's pitching tomorrow, so they probably got to shuffle things up. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling like Scherzer will Scherzer will probably will probably get the finale um, of the series. I would say it's Walker. I mean, I would say it's Degrom, Bassett, and then maybe either Peterson or Williams. That would be my best guess, and then Scherzer. Uh, on Sunday against the Rockies. Um, and then after facing the Rockies, the Mets remain home. They have an off day, much needed. And then the Dodgers come into town. They face the Dodgers for uh, three from Tuesday to Thursday. And then the schedule gets much easier. I'll literally run out the rest of the fucking year because it <laughs> is insane. It is already September. Uh, the Mets have three against the National, three against the Pirates, three against the Marlins, three against the Cubs, four against the Pirates, three against the Brewers, three against the Athletics. Two against the Marlins, three against the Braves. How the fuck are we in September already? Dude, time flies when you're having fun. And this year has been magnificent. It's been a blessing. And, you know, I've had a lot of fun. We've been to a lot of games, too. We have. And we're going to a big one this Saturday, Old Timers Day at City Field. What are you looking most forward to at Old Timers Day? Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Uncle Bart, baby. Bartolo Colon, Willie Randolph, uh, Jose Reyes all the guys that we grew up to. Um, and it's just good to see that our history is being, you know, cherished represented in a way and represented in a way, Finally, um, you know, again, I know the Yankees have done old timers day for quite some time, but you know, it's, it's good to see that we have an owner that cares and that's invested in the, in the city and, and that's invested in, you know, when, when the fans, you know, just enjoy themselves whenever they're at the ballpark. And this is a great way to do that, honestly. And, you know, I don't know, man. It's going to be a different experience. We got to get our cameras out. You know? 
Yeah, no awesome. doubt. No, no doubt. Awesome. We'll bring, we'll bring a couple of minutes, all the content. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it all straight here. Uh, I mean, just some of the, some of the players that, that should be expected. And yeah, I'm so stoked, dude. Uh, look at this. We got, we got uh, Mike Piazza, Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden, Pedro Martinez, Andy mm-hmm. Chavez, Bartolo Colon, uh, you know, 80s, we got, uh, you know, Keith and Ron, uh, Sid Fernandez, Roger McDowell, Bobby Ojeda, Orozco, Doug Sis, Wally Backman, Kevin Elster, Howard Johnson, Ray Knight, Tim Tuffel, Kevin Mitchell, uh, Lee Mazzilli, Mookie Wilson, Ron, Ron Saboda, Archamsky, Cleon Jones, Ed Cranepool, <laughs> Terry Collins, Joe Torrey, Willie Randolph, Bobby V, uh, Daniel Murphy. Nice. Uh, that's so scary to me that Daniel Murphy is going to be a part of the old timers day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, then, um, you know, not to get like sad here, but you know, Tom Seaver will be looking down on us that day. No, no, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt about that. And where, where's David Wright? What he didn't want to come. I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I hope he does. I, I feel like they're going to do something in terms of, you know, bringing him out as like a special guest type shit. Like maybe, maybe bring him out for like one AB or something. Maybe or like a late substitution, or maybe, or maybe he shows up and no one knows, you know. Oh, Josh Tolley will be there. Oh, yes, I heard that. Josh Is R. Dickey gonna be there? Or? Uh, R.A. Dickey will not be there. No, did, did um, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but when they were doing the draft, Mike Puma uh, yeah. tweeted out that Willie Randolph had the first pick, he picked David Cohn, and, and Terry Collins with his first pick, he picked uh, Bartolo. That's so funny. That's amazing. That's amazing. Johan Santana will be there as well. Good. Good. Um, Patty Mahomes. Yeah. I Patty, saw Ma- that. Patty Mahomes. Mahomes yeah. yeah. Patty Mahomes will be Not there. The quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. The father of the quarterback. Uh, Rico Brown. Floyd's going to be there. Uh, Cliff that was Matt Flo- Random, but. Yeah. Cliff Floyd will be there. Jay Payton will be there. Nice. My boy, Jay Payton. Benny Akpignani. Yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah, too. Uh, Andy Chavez will be there. Yeah. Andy Chavez's squad down in St. Lucie. They're going to the playoffs. You see that? That's awesome. Good, good, good. What yeah. about Fonzie? Uh, Edgardo Alfonso. Yeah. Yeah. Edgardo Alfonso will be there. Um, yeah. It's going to be a good time. Todd Zeal will, will head out of the, uh, we'll get out of the booth for a little bit. We'll, we'll dip out of, uh, you know, the presence of Gary Apple and, and Steve Gelbs and all them in the SNY studios and head to City Field. He'll, he'll man third base. Um, what, you know, uh, what are you, what are you looking forward to most here? Um, you know, as we, as we enter the final month of the season, um, and just what's your overall excitement level, what are you looking for? Um, you know, what, yeah. What's your overall takeaway here? I mean, again, you know, we got to finish the season off strong, um, take care of business in terms of beating the lesser teams. This is our time. We, you know, honestly, I know the MLB stacked us up, in July and August in terms of divisional play, but you know, everyone has had their easy part of the schedule except for us. And this is our time to, you know, take advantage of it. Maybe win like 15 games in the month of September, maybe 15 plus, I should say. And, you know, get that division crown, man. First one since 2015, it's, it's going to feel good. And it'll be nice to get that first round by with the expanded yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, hopefully, hopefully we can take care of that. I'm knocking on wood over here. Um, you know, the team that I'm obviously we'll, we'll see the Dodgers after the Rockies. We're all afraid of the Dodgers. Dodgers, the best team in baseball right now. Uh, you got to be worried about the Braves, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know about you. The Yankees beat us tonight. Yankees have not been playing well whatsoever before tonight. They have uh, only won 12 of the, their last 37 games, but um, I think I'm more afraid of, and the Astros have also struggled a little bit too. I'm, I'm, I'm almost more afraid of the Dodgers and the Braves than any, uh, any other team in baseball. I think it's just those two that I'm just more worried about. I don't know about you. Well, no, you know, again, the Dodgers are just stacked in general and, and the Braves are like home run or bust in a way. They could kill you. They could kill you in any way in terms of, you know, you got guys, they got guys on base, they'll hit a home run or, or, you know, they got good pitching too. But, you know, again, I think the Mets can play with anybody in terms of a five game or a seven game series. Um, we are set up for success, but it's, it's all, it's all up to the offense, I think, and whoever scores more runs. So, you know, the Mets have done a good job throughout the year. We just got to, again, October baseball, baby. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. 
It's coming. It's coming. If if uh, if we make it to October, are we down to do like a live, a live show or something? Maybe from the parking lot if we go to a game. <laughs> no, of course, of course. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I think we should get first I time think, for everything. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We, I think we should definitely get into it. Uh, you know, Robbie, final thoughts, buddy. Hey, let's go Mets. And let's... if you're at Old Timers Day, give us a shout on Twitter. Give us a shout on Instagram at Couple Mets. We'll grab, um, we'll grab a beer. Yeah, grab a beer. We'll we'll have a good time, and then we'll see we'll the Mets kick some Denver ass. You know, 100%. it's been a pleasure. Ian. On it in the in the books, in put the it books. in the books. Yeah, man. Listen, uh, always a pleasure, Robert. Uh, as he said, give us a follow on uh, Twitter and Instagram. That's at Couple of Mets again. At Couple of Mets on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'll be back at it again uh, soon. Maybe maybe this weekend. Maybe earlier next early next week. Um, but uh, you know, for uh, Rob Benegas, I'm Ian Bosniak. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, and uh, we look forward to uh, bringing you some more episodes here. Couple of Mets, episode five in the books. See you later. Good night.